Welcome back. I'm back in the host chair. Brett Merriman with my lovely co-host, Sally DeFree. Sally, it's good to see your face. Welcome back. It's been, it's been a couple weeks. I know. You've um, got a mustache now. I do. I do. I'm full in uh, Top Gun guy. Oh, saw that it and that, yeah. I still haven't seen Top Gun. You need to. I know. You need to. Generational movie. Uh, I like. I want to see it. It's just like such a hassle to go to the movie theater, and like yeah. Will saw it without me, so I'm like not going to go by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I could. I could go by myself. I'm not anti going by myself to the movies. I'm not either, but I feel like for Top Gun, it's like that's a movie I want to see with somebody else. You know? Yeah. It's. I mean. We made the joke like it, it's a horny movie. It's it's a lot of a lot of good looking people. Yeah, so you can go with your significant other, if, and that's probably the move. Yeah. Um, but I was in Montana. Uh, Will didn't know that I was going to a wedding. He thought I was just vacationing for five uh, yeah, days. Yeah, he was very confused. Yeah. So I, I I had to apologize to him. I was like, no, I, I was I was just I had a wedding, and we don't we went up like a day and a half early to just get some some gallivanting in some time yeah so he's like i saw the wedding pictures i was very confused like yeah that was, that was the you the probably did tell him he just doesn't pay attention very well <laughs> it was a good time though how was your weekend uh well we did a quick 24-hour jaunt to la Ooh. which was a, i'm sure will's already talked about on the other podcast uh was very fun and i highly recommend to anybody 24 hours feels like almost pointless mm-hmm but it worked out really well for us. Like everything went really smoothly. Okay. Flights got in on time, left on time. We like, it was kind of one of those things. We were obviously going for the Dead and Company show. So like, I'm not going to just try to go see a city in 24 hours. Like I'm just saying if there's an event that I want to go to mm-hmm. in the future, like maybe a wedding or something that I'm like, I don't have tons of time. And maybe I'm not super close to the people that it's the wedding or we want to go to a concert or whatever. I'm not ruling it out for doing it again because basically we flew out in the morning. We got there like right before lunch. We And then I, I reached out to two of my really good girlfriends who live there. And I was like, hey, we're coming. It's so last. It wasn't really last minute, but I was like, we don't have a ton of time. So if we see you, great. If we don't, no pressure. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to fall into place that like I had lunch with one of my friends and nice. her fiance, which was really fun. And then we went back to the hotel, hung by the pool for a little bit, then went to the concert. And then I texted my other friend. I was like, do you want to meet for drinks? And we met them for drinks after the concert. Then we literally like went to bed, got up the next morning, took a flight home. Boom. Flawless. A little 24-hour trip. It felt, I mean, we had planned it probably a month in advance, but it felt very spontaneous while we were doing it. And, like, for two people who have been married for a while and, like, have a kid, it's hard to do shit like that. Yeah, sure. Um, And you, you like, miss the whole, like, you know, the first day of vacation, you're, like, so amped up. And then the last day of vacation, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I got to like fly home tomorrow and you have anxiety yeah. about it all. Like you, that's all within the same 24 hour period. So you mm-hmm. don't have time to like the whole, the whole day is your first day of vacation. And then the whole second day is like, whatever, I'm flying home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I would be, I think I would be a little stressed. If I any, thought it was if anything be goes stressed. wrong. Like if, if a flight gets delayed, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. We, I mean, the flight not being delayed was clutch and had we been able to fly direct, I think it would have been a lot easier. Oh, that's right. You did Phoenix, We had, We right? had to connect in Phoenix, yeah. which was not a big deal. Yeah, fine. But I, that was like my only thing. I was like, if we get delayed, I'm going to be sad. Mm-hmm. But um, it was great. We had a great I don't time. I hate that. 
I don't hate that. How was, uh, are, you, are you a deadhead now? Is that your first like, Grateful Dead show? Is was, that your girl's yeah, first, first like? first show. Wow. I actually weirdly knew some of the songs. Will listens to a lot of their music in the car. So I like mm -hmm. could pick stuff out. Um, and I've been like singing stuff in my head all week. Wow. So maybe he, I'm a deadhead now. He kind of had a hot take here that he said that John Mayer looked like he has more fun at that show than his own show. Yes. Because he can be a little more, I, like less less pressure type of thing. Well, okay. And so for someone who's, I'm not a huge concert goer, like okay. I am, but I get really anxious about big crowds. I get really stressed about not having a seat. Same. So um, at Dodger Stadium, it, there was like a general admission area where people were like standing close to the stage. And then mm -hmm. we had like a seated area, but like no one in our area was like sitting in their seat. Obviously we were standing the whole time, but people were like really spread out and like, dancing as far as a show goes like that was a chill one to go to you know sure. you're going to a yeah. jam band it's not like justin bieber when we went who was also really fun i was surrounded by like 10 year old girls screaming their faces <laughs> off so uh, that was really enjoyable but i looked at him like two songs in and i was like john mayer is like living his best life right yeah. now he's like just wearing like cargo pants and a t-shirt and like headphones and he just was like honestly i told will i was like this is like the most attracted i've ever been to john wow. in my life like he okay. just really looked hot he looked in it like in his element like he knows he's not like he doesn't have to be the main but, right like we saw him a few months ago yeah. at moody center and mm -hmm. it, you can tell he's like he's putting on a i mean he's a great musician i feel right. like anytime i see musicians yeah. you're like or anybody who's like doing their job really well. That's how I feel when I see like Will podcasting. You're just like, that's attractive, you know? <laughs> it's, my, it's my man. Yeah, but there was something different. It's like he is just like having fun and it's mm -hmm. not like a job to him. Yeah, exactly. Whereas touring, he, like he has to open up old wounds and- Like he like, probably really doesn't want to play fucking- Your, your body's, body's a wonderland. Yeah. And he, he said it. To. He says as much. He's just yeah. like- <sighs> And and you like guys here, know he's just like hanging out with like old dudes, like jamming and jamming. And he doesn't know what he's gonna play next. He's just it's probably incredible. like really shitty to be a musician that's been famous for a really long time. And like mm -hmm. same thing for Justin Bieber, like having to play baby. He's probably like, oh my god, seriously, like yeah, it's been fifteen years. Like, that's why these guys do new stuff that's so different from their old stuff. Right. It's like a, creatively, they're just tired of that shit. But yeah. the fans love it. Like this. I mean, there, when crazy. we went to Justin Bieber, there were girls screaming about baby, and I was like, "This song came out before you were born, so stop." Like, like legitimately, legitimately. I was on a big uh, One Direction kick this morning. Have you listened to Harry's House? Yeah, I have. I it have. Is hot, hot heat. Um, I thought it was good. What Harry's I thought, House? I thought it was good. You got to run it back. You got to just keep playing it because okay. I think I kind of felt that way the first time I heard music for a sushi restaurant. I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Now it's like my number one. It's like, got to earworm you a little bit. Yeah. Like needs okay. It's my that number one like me, getting ready summer song. I heard a uh, big on reels lately. Uh -huh. I like to scroll reels in the morning instead of TikTok. Instead of TikTok, yeah. Okay. I wake up at I wake up at seven thirty, scroll reels until eight. And then get ready between eight and eight thirty to go to work before nine. That's okay. kind of my that's what my current routine. Okay. Um, there is a no no direction. It's a one direction song called Night Changes. Oh, hello! I love Night Changes. And there's like a 
a real version, like somebody somebody has done a cover where it's like a crowd singing it, uh-huh. and they you set it you set it a reel to like you know like an inspiration or a trip you take or like a, a beautiful sunset type of thing, and I'm I'm obsessed. Can so we I, make I just, one for mailing? Oh, we absolutely can. We got to up our social game anyway. Let's make a night Let's, changes okay. real. Night changes real deal. It's not Harry's night changes. One Direction's night change, but it it is okay. That song and it's so good. Do I we need to, to go do way. something like be walking around at sunset to like make this real seem plausible? Yeah, I'll show you what I mean. I'll find the sound okay. and show you what we're, we're working with. But it's gonna it's, take it's us good. like a month to do this because we never <laughs> hang out after recording. No, you know what you do? We just go to the bar at um, uh, the bar by your place of residence. Yeah, and do something like a we sunset. We were there last one. night. Yeah, we'll Boom. do. We'll do it. All right. Okay. Let's do the mail in now. How about, okay. How about that? Uh, if you would like to leave a voicemail like we have today. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write it in the link in the Twitter bio or at the bottom of this episode at Mail In Podcast. Um, by the way, subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify, but you guys know that. First one, Sally, kind of a funny one here. Okay. This is a dad pod question, but I'm going to shoot my shot here anyway. I know you all are likely a little ways away from this, but with three boys, how do you plan to talk to your kids about, quote, X-rated content? If your kid sleeps over at a friend's house, do you think you'll talk to their parents about internet or channel blockers, perhaps? Should they have, have been you, answering have you thought about this? this on the dad pod? They, 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 they should, but... Okay, we can talk about I want Because I want your answer, and I think I have a different answer than you. So Lily and I actually have talked about this because obviously Bane and Fritz are the same age and um, I feel like they're going to go through shit at the same time. And so I'm like, like, I truly feel like it's going to end up happening where one of us has to tell the other kids. Oh, 100%. They're going to hear from somebody at school if they're in the same class. And they're going to be like sleeping over and I'm going to end up having to have like the sex talk with Fritz and Bane at the same time, Mm -hmm. which I really don't want to (laughs) do. Um, so we, Will and I have talked about this with a different couple recently. And I was like, personally, I feel like when Fritz gets to a certain age where he, I don't know, starts like jacking off and shit. I, I think that that's, I, I get to punt that to Will. That's his Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Like, I don't know anything about that. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I never had to go through puberty as a boy. So like Fritz gets to talk about, I mean, Will gets to talk about that with Fritz and vice versa. If we have ever a daughter, like mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to her about period stuff. That's not Will's wheelhouse. I'm, you know, like I, <laughs> no, he, doesn't, true. he doesn't need to talk about stuff like that. But I do think I'm more of the belief of like, I was really naive as a kid. And even though mm-hmm. I Unfortunately, I had to sit through the sex talk twice, once with my older sisters and then again with my little brother and little sister. So I got it. Really like, bridged the gap. Yeah. I think earlier is better just because of how much kids are exposed to everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want Fritz and possible future children finding out from like their like twerpy little friend at school. Which something's going to happen like that, whether it's a word or sex stuff like I, I just think of how like fifth grade like school bus talk where everybody's like oh yeah like this and that and then i remember like my first like movie boobs everybody uh-huh. remembers randy remembers his what were your first movie old boobs? old school okay in between sixth and seventh grade the okay. scene where they you know the, yeah, yeah. the 
lube wrestling scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before that, Great Outdoors. Everybody knows it's okay. <laughs> an R-rated yeah. movie. Um, but like, I think that's the first exposure. But I, I think my answer here is I'm not going to like deliberately, especially if, if say you have a son, I'm not going to be the, the deliberate, like you can't, you can't see that. You can't watch that um, yeah. until you're 16 or 18. Like I just don't think it's, one, feasible. And two, I think of the way I was brought up and it's kind of like once you found, about, found out about it, like I never had the direct talk with my yeah. parents. Like, okay, this is what this is. This is what that is. It was kind of a more like, you know what that is? Like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, but I think it's, it's just kind of naturally happens, but I'm, I'm not going to be the helicopter. Like, no, 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 don't you dare do that. But I'm yeah. certainly not going to be like, here's my internet password when you and your like 12 year old buddies come over. And see, the thing is, I think what I think now about this, I Instagram literally just served me an ad saying that they have like parental blockers now and stuff. Mm -hmm. Every, by the time that this matters in like, I don't know, 10 years, it's like everything's going to be changed. Though yeah. it's probably going to be the fucking porn robots that are like at people's <laughs> houses or some shit that I'm going to have to do, deal with. Porn robots. <laughs> Can I get a porn robot for my birthday, mom? Yeah. No, like, no fritz. I, I, <laughs> you can't. So it's. <laughs> Unless you clean it. It's something that I've definitely put off thinking about because. Because you're not there yet. I don't want to deal with it. Man, I, I'd like to hear Dylan's edge of this question. Just like what parts is seven? Yeah. Maybe eight? I mean, kids are aware, like, especially mm -hmm. like, I don't know, when they get to a certain age and they are very, everything is very, oh, between probably the ages of like five and seven, very concrete in the way that they think of like, like genitals and like boobs and a penis and mm -hmm. da, 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 and you have to like really explain what that is and why a girl has one thing and why a boy has another thing and like all they can think about is like you know they'll be mm -hmm. very blunt be like i just remember my nieces going through this and be like those are your bibs like and you're just like okay yeah okay. yep yeah i God. i'm thinking about like the first time we did like the remember the anatomy charts uh -huh. was kindergarten for us yeah and it I was could. like this is what this is what because well, you'd like, like learn about this privates. yeah yeah exactly yeah. it was like that we had I think it was like one of those special weeks of the year where like another teacher would come in and be like, this so is sex ed for this is health week. But it was like, it was sex ed for kindergarten. For kindergartners. But also you were like it was learning like, to put on condoms and stuff too. No, God. I'm I don't kidding, think. I'm kidding. Randy looks so upset. Rand, Randy's from like his Midwestern. He's like, no. Elementary school. He's like, no, 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 only, no. you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kindergarten. I remember, I remember it like vividly being well because like, kids are learning yeah. about their bodies like yeah. they they have to know like what they're like how to be clean yeah and, like, right exactly it was it was a lot of that kind of stuff right yeah yeah super interesting but yeah i think i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the dad that sort of like acknowledges it just like yep you're gonna let your you, kid watch like american pie at like age nine well there's okay so there's like the you know the drinking argument is like, yeah. are you gonna let your kid drink at 16, 17, 18 so they don't get to college for the first time and black out? I mean, that was me. I, w I blacked out for the first time in college. Mm -hmm. And I arguably my friends who drank more in high school drank less in college. Right. That's, and but that's at the, the same time, like, were they really emotionally and physically prepared to be blacked out at the age 15? Like, no. probably not. No, no. And I don't, I, I, let me rephrase. I wasn't getting hammered. Like, yeah. you know, until like senior year of high school summer. But like I had, a, I'd have a beer at yeah. 17, you know, like at Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. Just yeah. kind of 
It I was Drake. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think again, that's a personal choice. Personal choice for sure. Um, you want to know a personal choice that I've made recently? I've made the same one, so yeah, let's talk switching about it. to athletic greens, Sally. Um, I don't know if a sponsor has ever captivated me so quickly in terms of what I put in my body and in terms mm -hmm. of how good I feel. Athletic greens, I literally use it every day. I literally use it every day because it's easy. It's easy. I don't think um, I, I'm never going to eat the healthiest on mm -hmm. the planet. Like I'm just not going to be the salad for breakfast, lunch, dinner guy. But Athletic Greens, what it does is get me on the right track as far as what I'm putting in my body on a daily basis. So I have been targeted by Athletic Greens prior to them becoming our sponsor. And I was about mm -hmm. a millimeter away from pressing the order button because I was like, honestly, all the people that I like love to follow actually talk about it like it's great. It really cannot be that great. I got to see. Mm -hmm. Then we got it. And... I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to try it out. And it's, first of all, I, for some reason, the like habit of drinking it has been a lot easier to pick up yeah. than me actually taking vitamins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Weirdly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let me wake up and, and do like, it. It makes me feel like very like healthy and with it. So I'm like, I'm going to do my, my drink. Um, I'm going to do my drink. Yeah. No, but you're like, oh, I'm just like, my body is a temple right now. I'm going to like drink this before I ha like have any food or anything like that. And it really has like become part of my ritual. I had, because we don't like have the water in our refrigerator doesn't come out like ice cold. Mm -hmm. I, I mix it at night before and keep it in the oh, fridge. Look at you. I personally think it tastes better when it's really cold. Okay. And so then I'm like, I get it while I go to work, I drink it. It's become like part of my ritual. It's, it's the best. Yeah. It is the best. So what is this stuff? With one scoop of athletic greens, it's like a you put, you know, take the scoop, take mm -hmm. up the, the powder, put it in your water, mix it up. That's all you do. It's easy. There's Super no, you easy. don't, you can put it in your smoothies like I have. Yeah. But you don't need to. Just yeah. right in a, in a glass of water. Boom. So with one scoop of AG, and AG1 specifically, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Like they, the, the story is kind of interesting. It was just like this guy, he just, he had gut health issues and he's like, I'm tired of trying to find all these supplements and taking handfuls of these things. Like, right. Why can't I just do one? Let me just do one. So he created Athletic Greens. And here we are. It's incredible. What do you think about the taste? Uh, kind of like a tropical bubble gum, if I had to describe See, it. See, I think it's like a watered-down pineapple. There, there and I'm go. not like, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with everyone here. I was like, I'm worried about this. Okay. Because I personally don't do well with stuff like that. Okay. It's been super easy. It, does it like taste amazing? Like it's not a milkshake. No, let's it's be not honest. a milkshake. It's but like you're literally drinking greens. But for me, it's got like a light, watery pineapple. I love it when it's cold. Super. It's eight ounces. Super mm -hmm. easy to chug. Mm -hmm. Contains uh, less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and still tastes pretty good. Yeah. And the biggest thing I've noticed, my biggest since I've started taking it, uh, probably two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Mental uh, clarity and alertness. It's the adaptogens. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. I've yeah. been clear. I've been more clear and alert in the As morning. someone who used to do adaptogens in my coffee, 
which again, this goes towards like the price of getting all of those different things is so much money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they also taste terrible. So you really have to like mask it. This yeah. is this totally solves that problem because not only are you not having to like search for a bunch of different jars of different powders, this already incorporates all of it. And then it also doesn't, you can literally drink it on its own. Exactly. Or you really, if you were like that stressed about it, you can mask it in a smoothie, which I've done before, but it's like, I don't, the adaptogens I could not take by itself. I had to mm -hmm. always mask it in a smoothie. This I don't. There you go. You know, and you don't need to, honestly, I just, right. I, Sometimes I, I kind of do a, more of a chug if I'm running late. It, it tastes good enough that I can put it in my car on the way to work and sip it. Yep. Which yep. is interesting. Same. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit, Sally. And adaptogens if you were taking them on their own. How mm -hmm. about that? Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop of water every day. That's it. Boom or one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mail-in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. How about a voicemail, Sal? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally. This is Nick from Miami. Uh, just wanted to call you because I had a question regarding how I should uh, handle this flirtatious connection I think I have with my neighbor. So uh, I had never met my neighbor before until a friend of mine came over and met her on the elevator. And she started kind of spinning game for me a little bit. So I said, hey, so I just noticed we're going to the same floor. You should meet my friend Nick. He's single. He's cute. He's a lawyer. And she seemed kind of interested. And then when we were we introduced each other um, in the hallway in front of our apartment, and uh, she, she's really, really cute. And she definitely hits all the boxes for me physically. And the weird thing is that about a week later, she comes and knocks on my door and asks me if I can zip up her dress that she appeared to be going to a, a wedding or a gala or something. And I, I zipped up her dress, said she looked great, wished her she had a good time, and left it at that. Everybody seems to say that that was not the move. Um, so then uh, a few weeks go by, and then yesterday I ran into her in the elevator again and asked her how her gala was. She said it was fun, and then she starts asking me a bunch of questions uh, about my dog. Um, we say goodbye at that point, and now I'm thinking, should I do something about this? Should I ask her out for a drink? Um, I kind of get the vibe that, you know, maybe there's something there. I don't know. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. Anyways, love the podcast. Hope to hear your response. Have a good one. Mr. 305 over here. I mean, I love this. I've been reading like a lot of like beach read romance novels lately. Oh, so they're, they're just like that. Rom, yeah, rom-com equivalent in a yeah, book. Yeah, like okay. ask this girl up, bro. She's clearly begging you to. Yeah, this you is don't so we go walk over to somebody's apartment un, unzipped and be like, can you zip me How up? How about that? I got, I got a little chills there. I was like, I Ooh. was like, oh, should have asked her out right then. Yeah. Um, Mr. Shot, but I think you can still salvage this. Yeah, we we did a similar question where it was less of a like it was it was more of like a 
what's the New York Times thing? Like the chance encounters where you saw somebody somewhere and the only way you Oh, like uh like uh, no there was no follow-up, there's no nothing. It was just like uh, hey, how are you? Yeah, elevator, and then it was then it was done. This is different. This is yeah. different. She went over unzipped and yeah, that dress could have ended up on the floor. I'm just saying that. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. Well, she, it's not a porno. I think I think we're you, all you have to do is ask her out. Yeah. The, you don't next even time have to you like, see her, let's get a drink here. You are, in my opinion, not to not to mansplain, but to me, this this feels like she she wants you. Yeah, I agree. At, at the very least, to to go on a, a date, right? Yeah. Do, how should he do it? Because like, what if he doesn't run into her in the hall? Well, maybe. Okay. How about reciprocate? You go knock on her door with a uh, a, a task. A faked thing like hey can you uh can you watch my dog I, I have to go to the store can you watch my dog for like two seconds yeah. something i don't i don't know it's just, it's just some some sort of like reason to go over to her apartment she yeah. already came over unannounced to zip up your her dress you gotta honestly like, what if he goes over there and asks her to tie his tie just a little like act you know a little mirrored just mirror mirror thing okay okay you can do make that. up a fake wedding oh like, no just I go ask her for something go, hey do you have tie. a do you have a uh an cup iron? of sugar yeah do you have a cup of sugar do you have a uh, a steamer which yeah. by the way my buddy has a, a portable steamer in montana this weekend for the wedding i mean yeah portable uh, steamers fuck they fuck i'm on it's an I'm on absolute Am must have item yep. and i have been on that train for about six years yeah yeah, yeah un unbelievable if any portable steamer companies want to sponsor us i will i mean i really like my amazon one but okay yeah. oh i also i left my hair dryer on the rv bummer yeah so i need a new one was if it you if one? you have any wrecks no it was fine it was not yours either that you oh yeah my me. good hair josh one correct um Little mint one. i think okay the move is what if he he makes something and then brings it to her and is like, I just have like all of these like leftover cookies. Sure. I think she might think you're drugging her at that point, perhaps. So maybe stay away from edible things. Okay. Okay. But you ask her for something. You say, hey, do you like, can you help me with this or whatever? And then that course, maybe, maybe not right away, maybe after, but just be like, also, would you like to grab a drink? That's yeah. Point. I think that's the easiest way to do it. God. What a fun time for this guy. Super fun. Just so flirty. Flun fun and flirty. In Miami, too. Sexy. Everybody's flirty. Boom. Yeah. I think that's that easy. Yeah, ask easy her answer. out. This is you just do it. Rip the band-aid off. Um, next one, Sally. Dear Brett and Sally. This is from uh Dave Mexico. Okay. Who unclear if that's a real name or a fake name. But this what is what if da this is from Dave and he wrote this it. This is Dave Ruff. This is uh this is Dave Mexico. Okay. Dear Brett and Sally, first time, long time. Need some help with inter-office politics of sorts. I run a small firm with three other partners and one administrative assistant. For background, that assistant is technically our employee, but she's a critical part of our team and not treated any differently than we treat each other. Um, she's, one of the, she's one of the squad. Yeah. Also, she is right in the middle of the four partners by age. Two of us are younger than her. Two of us are older. Okay. okay. She recently gave us uh, save the date cards for her wedding in Mexico, which will take place roughly six months from now. Sorry, Sally, the wedding is not in Cabo. Apologies. Like, are you saying that I'm not invited? I'm confused. Anyway, doesn't <laughs> So, two questions for you. First, was this a simple courtesy because we are her bosses or does she really want us to be there? 
If it matters, we have an unlimited vacation policy at our firm. So we didn't, we know she didn't invite us in order to turn this into a pseudo work trip and having to avoid uh, burning vacation days. And second, is it bad if some of us go and some don't? For example, I am make, or am I making my other partners look like assholes if I'm the only one who shows up for her wedding? Thanks for any advice you can provide. Signed, Dave Mexico. Okay, for the first question, I don't think that she's just asking to be nice. I think the firm is small enough right. where this is a legitimate invite. Right. For sure. This is not a pity invite. This is not a like just looking for a gift invite. Right. This is legit. And I, I mean, if, if it's small enough, either she, there's a chance that she was going to only invite a couple of them and then was like, well, I can't invite two of them, not the rest of them. So maybe it is for some people, but also she could have not invited any of you and it wouldn't have been a big deal at all. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, but at the same time, like, I just, I don't believe that people, especially that are like, she seems like she might be a little bit older, mm-hmm. like invite people to a Mexico wedding just for like shits and giggles. No, because they're, they're they're not cheap. Right. Like they're going to have to travel to get there. If it was like, if it was happening in the town that they live in. Yeah. Like easy to be like, oh, come by, like whatever, sure. you know, or maybe she assumed that since it's in Mexico, they won't make the trip, but they're all her bosses. Like they probably would. Yeah. I think, and I think that leads into the second part of the question. Like, I don't think if you if one of you goes and the others don't, she is not going to care, I don't think. I actually kind of disagree with you on this. Okay. I don't – I think if she asked all of them and it's a small team, I think that everyone probably needs to make the effort to go, especially since she's their employee, to, like, show, like – Okay. Their support, unless there's like a legitimate excuse. So that, sure. like, we're saying six months from now, probably like late fall, like early winter, if there's mm-hmm. shit going on and like that you just can't swing it because your kids have something going on. Yeah. Or whatever. If, if you're a partner that has, you know, three kids who are 11, 17, and 14, right? Like, but hey, like, I, I'm sorry. But if you're is... like the partner who's like single or like has no kids or whatever mm-hmm. and it's easier for you to travel, like, that's understandable, but just like mm-hmm. not going because you don't want to go is not great. But Fair. I think if you if if any of the partners don't go and have a legitimate excuse, like we just can't swing it with like childcare or the shit we have going on at home, that that's understandable. But I mm-hmm. also don't think it, it just depends on who she's closest to, too. Like I think True. it's nice for somebody to show up for sure. Yeah. And I think I think if no if none of them showed up, it's a problem. Yeah. I think Sounds like he's going to, but I think that he should talk to his other partners and be like, listen, I think we try to need me to make an effort. Yeah. And then also, since they're the partners, be like, if they can't go, maybe they need to send a really nice gift. I think that's the move. Yeah. yeah. If they're her bosses, partners at a firm, it sounds like everybody's doing okay for themselves. If they really can't go, uh, you know, she is your one employee of the right. firm, right? So, so make an effort to either do something very nice for her. Maybe it's like, hey, look, we're going to take you out. We can't go to your wedding. The week before, we're going to take you out right. to dinner. We're going to take you. like This is kind of our little wedding celebration if you can't go. Um, but have some representation there. But I don't think he needs to feel bad about being the one going. Like, no. That's, if no. anything, going to be make him look the best. I think so, too. I don't think you're making your partners look like assholes. If you go, I think is you, you know talk to him about it and say, hey, yeah. I have fewer responsibilities when it comes to kids or dogs or right. wives, girl, whatever it may be, and just say, hey, I 
I can make this happen. But it's let's, also let's not his responsibility to like represent the partners. You know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. the other people, if they decide not to go, they get to be the ones to like have the conversation with her. Like, so sorry. Right. It's not on Dave Mexico to go to her and be like, hey, here's the deal. Yeah. Totally. Just go and enjoy the Mexico wedding. I wonder where it would be if it's not in Cabo. Maybe like in Cancun or Cancun, like Puerto Vallarta. Tulum. Well, Tulum wedding would be cool. Yeah. Quintana Roo. That's Tulum, right? Yeah, that's like the peninsula. Okay. That's like the state. The Yucatan. Yeah, that's the Yucatan Peninsula. You ever had state. yucca fruit? Or yucca, yucca? Is I don't know if it's a fruit. Yucca. Yucca? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Root. Yucca. yucca root. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Kind of like French fries. Yeah. It's yeah. like a starchy. Starchy. If you dip them in enough, uh, they're supposed to be pretty healthy for you. If you dip them in enough sauce, they just kind of taste like fries. But then are you negating the health? Of course you are. But yeah. That's kind of the... Kind of how I roll. <laughs> Love a good salad with a lot of balsamic on it. Um, yeah. Next one, Sally. Yeah. Hi, team. Hello. Uh, I recently reconnected with someone I've known for a while, but haven't talked to in many years. I'm imagining like a college ex, perhaps. Okay. We've gone out several times and things are going really well. We're at the same place in our lives, talked through expectations, are very compatible, etc. Here's my question. How much information is too much information when it comes to past partners? Mostly talking sexual here. I've slept with a couple people that we both know and are likely to run into slash have mutual friends with, but neither of us actually keep in touch with them. Is it weird to not tell him and potentially have a small run-in where he doesn't know what happened, or is it fair to keep that private? So my question, first of all, I need to know when you say reconnect, were they like dating, dating? Were they a thing? Were they a situationship? Or maybe they were just friends. Or and... just friends who are now kind of rekindling something. But to that point, what are they rekindling? I think, I think if you're in a, a relationship with somebody, I think it's normal to know about each other's sexual pasts. Are you asking for a detailed, like a spreadsheet? No. Okay. I think this is all very personal and dependent on the person. Mm -hmm. I think I would want to know probably how many people they've slept with, at least a ballpark number, and especially if we were going to run into anybody. You know what I'm saying? That's like, fair. Yeah. I think it's important to know. Um, I don't need a list of every name. Mm -hmm. I don't need... <laughs> a list of what you did with that person. Sure. I just need to know that like maybe you hooked up with this person in the past and there's a chance that when we go to this wedding, like I'm going to run into that person. Yeah. If we're going to see Dave Mexico on the street and you right. guys hooked up a couple years back, I don't need to know what happened. Just like, yeah, he and I had a, had a, had a, had little, a, a little fling yeah. little thing or just, just a uh, hookup. Right. I think, I think hookup is all encompassing. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we need to like, differentiate here between mm -hmm. like oral sex and regular sex yeah i like i don't <laughs> i don't you, care did you get horizontal yeah that's like that's it. i don't need to know what position it was or like if you tried butt stuff i don't <laughs> care i like but i would like to know if like one you hooked up and that for me i mean will like especially moving to texas i definitely made out with several of my college guy friends mm -hmm. who we now hang out with like yeah it's not a big deal at all because 
when I made out with said guy, whoever it was, like probably we were both drunk and it did not matter. Yeah, and like both exactly. of us are married now. But it's nice to know. So you're not yeah. like when a random joke comes up. Because like now this is the type of relationship I have with some of my guy friends from college. Like mm. probably made out one night, whatever. Nothing happened. Any like there's no wasn't a thing. It was there was just no a, like yeah, feelings or anything there. Yeah. But like I, I guarantee you at some point in the last six years that Will and I have been together, we've been at dinner with somebody and somebody like made a joke like, oh, remember New Year's Eve, Sally, when we like made out and I lost my phone? And it's like mm -hmm. it's not the best feeling for your partner to like find out at that moment in fair. front of everyone yep. else. That's fair. So I think and like this is kind of going back to like Will, like same thing when we go back to Michigan, if there's anybody that he had like a little fling or hookup with, mm -hmm. it's nice for me to know just so that like I'm not like looking stupid yeah i think that's i think that's fair it's like the what's the word i'm looking for like the line here is if you're going to see them uh -huh. on a on a regular or even infrequent but they live in the same city basis that's probably a good right bar like hey so and so and so and so we could see them out or whatever if we do i i made out with them or put up Right. You know, whatever. But it's like if you went on a business trip to LA, you're like, well, okay, so January 3rd, 2018, I was in LA and <laughs> Yeah. Are you I don't I don't need a detailed do account. And I know this is different for every couple, but for me and Will, it was like, here are the people that like this is a ballpark amount of people that I've hooked up with. Mm -hmm. Uh and here are some that you may see. Right. And honestly, I don't even think that as it's happened in our relationship, it's ever we're like so secure in each other that it's never been like, a, okay, we've got to go through this like line by line. It's been a like, oh, he knows that I like made out with a bunch of people in college. Yeah. And then if we happen to see one of them, I'll be like, oh, I like made out with him. Sorry. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to like list out the people that you've hooked up with before you possibly run into them. Sure. No, it's, it's just like, it's but sort it's of in nice the moment. Yeah, it's I, a, yeah. I'm I not a fair. jealous person at all, but right. I like, I would rather know than not know. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I think every person's different. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like how I was just like, it kind of more comes up in conversation than anything. It's right. not you, like there was no like, so here's the list. Um, Let's sit down and no, talk it's about just, this. No, it's like, oh, like what have you been up to in the last couple of years? Well, I had a fling with her and hooked up with her. Like you're a little, you might see like you might see her around. The yeah. thing that maybe like be careful of is if you like work with somebody yeah. and you hooked up or maybe consistently hooked up and- now you're around that person every day and your significant right. other's like, oh, so you still still see them all the time. Right. I think that that is more important to know. Okay. Because I feel like as a partner, you deserve to know like if somebody that your partner is interacting with all the mm -hmm. time, they have a history with. Like, that's probably, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. But again, I I think that this is easily brought up situationally like if you're gonna go to a wedding or some sort of reunion or something where you probably are gonna run into some of these people yeah, yeah that's yeah. an easy way to bring it up like uh, right hey. I, I don't think you should feel like if you are out there and you have not done this with your partner i don't think you should feel guilty about it at all no it's just totally a situational case-by-case -case basis yeah. where oh we're going to dairy queen and ben works there um i hooked up with him at some point i mean you know, do like, you want to admit that you hooked up with somebody who works at Dairy Queen? You know, nothing wrong with working at Dairy Queen, Sally. I'm just talking about Good like benefits. what if you were frequenting Dairy Queen all the time and like getting blizzards? Did you um, want to admit that? that you were like, yeah, like a blizzard. It's weird fiend? to see Dairy Queen on your credit card statement like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I've never had Dairy Queen besides aside from a blizzard, but I need, I've never done the the upside down thing. Well, they they they're supposed to turn the blizzard upside down too. Oh, um, maybe they did. I don't the know issue that. with Dairy Queen is there Texas are not, stop sign. The, there's like not any in the like Austin proper city limits. You got to like go way the hell out there to like go get a a blizzard. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I haven't like seen. There's a Sonic like, on South Lamar that I pass all the time. I'm like <sighs> something I, sounds like, good from there. Yeah, but blizzards are better than Sonic blasts. Okay, I don't have a take on that. I feel like people are screaming at their cars right now, but I don't. Have I, a take if on you it. disagree with me, that Sonic blasts are better than. I, if you think Sonic blasts are better than blizzards, like you have a problem. Okay, and we can fight it out in the DMs. Okay, did you see my boneless nuggets for, or excuse me, boneless wings? Yikes, boneless wing, <laughs> boneless wings versus uh, bone in wings blog. Uh. I saw that you did it. I didn't have time to read it. So what was your take My here? take is that boneless wings are far superior to yeah. bone-in wings. Yeah, they are. Yeah, thank you. Thank As you, thank a you. person who doesn't fuck with bones, like I don't want to deal with like taking a bite. That's why I've always been a tender girl. I don't mm -hmm. like like drumsticks or thighs or anything like that. It's just too much work. I and totally I agree. do like wings, mm -hmm. but like if I can eat like pop a thing in my mouth and not have to like spit a bone out like hell yeah 100 it's all about I mean, they are just nuggets tossed in sauce like let's be serious i said they're nuggets with a high school diploma that's what yeah. they are because i like the, the cleanliness side of things mm -hmm. using a fork i can uh i can get a better dunk and more surface area on the uh -huh. ranch or blue cheese um i like the sauce more than anything and boneless wings tend to have better sauce to surface area ratios to begin yeah. with yeah yeah, yeah. um I like not having to deal with bones. I don't like bone fragments or cartilage. And yeah. I think half the time of what I'm eating is raw chicken and get freaked out. I do too. Bones freak me out. Bones. And then you just chew, you're, you're chewing on a piece of chewy. Like, and then you're like, like ah, this is cartilage. Is this, is this raw? Is this cartilage? I don't want to deal with either one, frankly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? I'll, I'll fuck up a drumsticker here or two here and there. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat wings, but yeah. if I'm given the choice, I'm going to go boneless. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. People That's all we need. People probably hate us, but I did fine. call them nuggets. Somebody's going to be like, oh, you called them nuggets. <laughs> I get it. I get it the argument. Nugget. I get the argument. Uh, speaking of meat, boy, uh, this he heavy, heavy, awesome sponsor episode. Yeah. Because ButcherBox has stocked my meat fridge, aka just my freezer, full for the summer, Sally. Mm -hmm. I'm talking pork loins. I'm talking... State tips. I'm you talking. You probably clams. get wings from Butcher Box, huh? Oh, you absolutely can. Get I don't know from that Butcher I've Box. ever gone searching for them. Uh, you can. Because I do, normally order like meat from them. I think. Don't quote me on this. I think they can do. You can order flats or drumsticks specifically too. I think that that's probably correct. I, I stick to the basic like chicken breasts with mm -hmm. them because they're great. I because I just don't make a lot of wings, but I'm sure. sure you could. But I did a steak from Butcher Box the other day. Mm. Did a little reverse sear on it. Yeah. Oh. Come on, this summer, be like Sally and myself and add some power players to your grilling lineup with Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the subscription service that delivers high quality meat and seafood right to your doorstep. Choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, wild caught seafood, and more. And right now, new subscribers can receive a free grilling bundle in their first order. Mentioned I made steak, I've done chicken. Uh, I've done the steak tips. You've done the surf and turf. I've done the surf and the turf. Yep. I still have a lobster tail sitting there just staring at me, like waiting to be poached in a ton of butter. Yeah. 
Excuse me, Butcher Botch. I'm sorry for swearing. I'm just that I'm I'm excited about it. I'm 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 psyched to do this. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental U.S. with no antibiotics or added hormones. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. You can customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. By the way, unbeatable value. Less than $6 per meal on average. Are you kidding me? That's great. Are you kidding me? Get summer sizzling started with this special butcher box deal for our listeners. Free bacon for life, Sally. That's an unbelievable deal. You kidding me? Plus $10 off. They're going to throw you free bacon for life and give you a discount. Wild. Are you serious? Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash mail in and use code mail in to get one pack of free bacon in every box for the life of your membership plus $10 off your first order. That's butcherbox.com slash mail in and use code mail in to claim this deal. How about that? Uh, at the next one, Sally, are you ready? Yes. Sally, this one's towards you. Sorry to harp more on the, quote, non-romantic best friend point, but here we go. Uh, here we go. I believe you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, damn First it. of all, I believe you. Here we go. Uh, I am. I also, this one takes quite the, Quite the turn. So oh, this is all, I know that like all of my training with all of my romance novels lately is gonna really it will work for this one. This is so. this is more like best friends angle, but from her perspective. Okay, and here we go. Here we go. Uh, I also am in one of these best friendships and would appreciate your advice because I'm scared to lose my best friend. He and I have been best friends for years. We definitely do things together that couples might do, like go on weekend trips. We go to dinner with his parents when they're in town, and so on. I've never had romantic feelings for him, though. Hard as it is to admit, I've known for a while he has feelings for me. Our friends say he has feelings, too, and will often make comments along the lines of, quote, when are you two just going to start dating? There have been times where I've wondered if it's worth pursuing, but I'm simply not attracted to him. Beyond that, I know what we want to live life is very different, like kids versus no kids, where we want to live, how much we like to travel, etc., at some point, it would end up not working out between us, and I would lose my best friend. Each of us have been in separate relationships over the years, and we frequently give each other dating advice. I'm newly out of a year-long relationship, by the way. It took me a few days to tell him when my ex and I broke up because I didn't want to bring any feelings up for him again. I really, really don't want to lose my best friend. I've lost friends to this before, being on both sides of it, by the way, and it sucks. I don't want to hurt him either. Is there anything I can do? Just hope one of us enters a relationship again soon? Question mark. Thanks in advance. Oh well, boy. We are, well, well. we are we are deep. We're deep in the friend zone here. Okay. I'm gonna just preface this with I'm gonna try to give good advice. Okay. But I'm always the person who caught feelings. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're on the other side. So of it. now uh, you're the, the, I'm I'm probably not gonna say the best thing because <laughs> i was like, always the one who was on break, break their heart love. and then key their car yeah and then, no no and um then pine for years okay a couple things that i have questions about okay obviously these are rhetorical because this person can't answer but um was have any of her relationships in the past 
been weirded out by this best friendship. Ooh, okay. Good question. Because here's where I think people get into some murky waters. Um, For her, if she's been in relationships, has this friend ever been an issue with like her and a boyfriend? Because you're doing shit that you should do with a significant other with him, right? Yeah, so if like, you're going on weekends trips, weekend we, trips, but you've been with a dinner boyfriend, with the parents, like, oh, okay. stuff like that. If that's happening while you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. that is, I, I think, a little worrisome because you should be doing that with your partner. Sure. You know? Um. Okay, so that's my first question is like, have there ever been issues with a relationship she's had? Mm-hmm. based on this friendship with this other guy. Second of all, like, I think that there is, sometimes these things just phase out. Like, if you really do enter a relationship with somebody or he enters a relationship with somebody and you just move on, likely mm-hmm. if you really do find, like, the one that you're going to marry you're the friendship that she currently has with this guy is going to change. Yeah. Because like I said, I just think that when there's feelings involved, you, you, it changes the, it changes the um, way that you interact with somebody else. Right. Because if you have a partner that you want to be with, you're going to do less and less stuff with him as your with the, best right, friend. Right, with the best because friend. Because your partner is going to become your best friend. Sure. Yeah, it, that's how it works. But if my other question is, like, are you being honest with yourself? Like, is there any part of any relationship that's ended because of him or because maybe you haven't given yourself fully to a partner or because mm-hmm. you're – because you have him? Does that make sense? Right. He, he is checking – boxes probably probably emotionally Besides probably the sexual ones right yeah exactly and that maybe are you fulfilled by that in a way and then another partner checks the sexual ones and mm-hmm. then so you're kind of fulfilled totally but it's also not like it just doesn't work long term so here's a here's an example of one of these relationships that i've been in okay and to be fair, neither of us was ever like fully in love with the other one. We okay. were really, really close all of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were really like into other people most okay. of the time, but we were best friends. But I think there was always a part, one of us was thinking like, okay, like, should we just date? Because mm-hmm. the rest of our friends want us to date, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were times where like, I mean, I definitely made out with him mm-hmm. several times and then that always got confusing. But there were times, especially towards the end of college, where we were like, should we just date? And then it was like, uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. And then several years after college, when we lived in the same city, that was like, well, like, I like this girl, but like, she's not really giving me the time of day. Like, maybe you and I should date. And I kind of did the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, like, it just is easy. If that convenient. makes sense. It's convenient. Easy. And, and you easy. know what? The, probably the biggest thing is it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. All that being said, we we never let it cross that way because it was like mm-hmm. neither of us really liked the other person enough to like pursue yeah. it. We were very like one of us had feelings maybe a couple times throughout the years that we were friends, but it was never like that strong of feelings and it was never reciprocated. Sure. So it just like mm-hmm. went on. Now we're both married and have kids like 
I don't even talk to him anymore. Yeah. And it's not like a, I'm so sad about that. I think if no, we ran just, into each other, we would like catch up. Um, but over the years, that's just faded because of our lives. And that's mm -hmm. okay. It's the same. We talked about this last week. It's like the same thing happens with your own girlfriends. Like you have yeah. friends that you just are in different stages of your life. And so you move on from them. And that's just how friendships, that's just the road that friendships take sometimes. Like you're totally. not always going to be best friends of the sky. Like, mm -hmm. sorry. If you have yeah. a partner that you want to be with, that you trust fully and like give your whole self to, there isn't going to be room for this guy in your life anymore. Totally. Totally. So and that's okay. I think that's it's okay. okay to recognize that and to mourn it. And I don't think if this is working for y'all right now, it, totally mm -hmm. ignoring it and then just like continuing to be friends. Great. Do that. Live in denial. That's fine. But I think when it becomes where one or both of y'all are being affected, i.e. he's not seeking relationships with other people because, because he's obsessed he's, with you. And he's like, he's too hopeful. He's type holding of thing. out. Now, I want to be careful. Like, let, let this is one side of the story. Let's not like careful not to patronize the guy too much and being like, well, he actually is looking out for other relationships and he's doing enough on his own, but still kind of confides or still like mm -hmm. comes over and or invites me all over the place. Like I want to be careful of that, but yeah, I don't know. I, she says she's like, wondered if it's worth pursuing, but just not attracted to him. And I think I it's know. more I, hurtful to pursue something just because your friends are pushing you to do it and it's easy and comfortable. Yeah, I no, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think you can let this go on mm -hmm. until it is getting to the point where one of you is affected. So it's it's going to come to a head at some point because either it's going to affect your ability to become close to somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's going to affect his ability to become close to somebody else. He won't be able to stomach you being not telling you you or yeah. you being with somebody else or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, one of those things is going to happen or you're going to get together. And that's like the romance novel trope is like at some point you're going to realize that he's made for you and mm -hmm. date him. But this is the issue. I think, I think there's a chance that if you're not attracted to him, if he could find the right person, he, Unfortunately, you're probably not going to be the best of friends anymore. Yeah. But it's going to be the healthiest thing for both of y'all. Cause like I look back I think on so too. some of the like best friends that I was obsessed with and like in love with. And I wish somebody would have told me, like, you got confused because you were spending all of your time with somebody of the opposite sex that you were attracted to. Mm -hmm. And your own friends told you, oh my God, y'all would be great together. Like you should date, you do everything together anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then you let your mind trick you into thinking that that was like what you wanted. Sure. Sure. So I think that this guy, that she is her best friend, eventually when they stop becoming best friends, he's going to realize like maybe I wasn't in love with her. And because I was best friends with the gender mm -hmm. that I'm attracted to, I confused that in my mind because my mind couldn't differentiate between the two. I think I think I agree with that. I don't know if I totally buy it, but I I agree in in the, for the most part in that. Because I don't think I don't think there's any need 
to, if you're really that attached to him, I don't think there's a need to change anything until it's affecting one of your lives in a significant way. But I also don't want her to be like stringing him along. One, stringing him along, but two, I don't want her to be like, have you like, like actively pushing him into situations where he could potentially find somebody being like, oh, have you like, let me see your hinge. Let me see your bumble. Like, let me, let me get on for you. Let me do this. Like, let me mm -hmm. force you into a relationship just so we can figure our thing out quicker. Just like, that feels like right. the I know. equivalent I think of. You just keep being best friends and let shit happen naturally. Yeah. yeah I think. But I also think if six months from now you're like trying to date somebody and they're like I, this is weirding me out but like matt is like taking you to dinner with his parents and like we well, haven't met my parents yet and yeah. i like want to move in with you then maybe that's the time to like have the mm -hmm. conversation and unfortunately i don't think to this person who wrote in you're never going to continue to be best friends with him when you are with the person that you're going to marry agreed is there any um is there any way that you would suggest laying this out to him? Like, like, or, or would you, is there any benefit to just being like, well, we got to talk about this. I mean, if you care about him enough and you really don't want him to suffer and you know that he feels about the way that he feels about you, then I think that that's worth pursuing. Kind of say like, I, I know you have feelings for me and give him like, I've tried and I just can't get there for one thing or another. Like maybe you can say, we're never going to get married because of the kids thing, the travel thing. Like you can kind of go, you don't have to say, I'm not attracted to you. You just say, mm -hmm. I know we're like, we're not, we're not going to get to that point. So we can still be friends, but yeah, I don't but want you. I don't want you. Yeah, it will. And it, it will, will, but. And probably for the better, probably yeah. it's worth like getting to a point where you can be around each other and not be hurting each other. Right. Right. Maybe that's the, as much as I would like, hesitate to do that because i'm not that guy to confront things maybe that's the best yeah lay it out but i mean isn't this the tale as old as time tale as old as time just every communicate the, no but i mean like this is this is just, this is why yeah men and women cannot be friends and is it and a cool okay they cannot be platonic friends if one of them has feelings if, for the if, other. When they have feel, when feelings are involved, it changes. This is why. Because I think society feelings are teaches feelings you, are different than flirty intention, though. Right. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Okay. Society teaches us that, like, your own friends are perpetuating it. You should date him. Y'all are that great is, together. Right. That helped. That because like, why? Because we read books and we watch movies and TV shows where mm -hmm. people have been best friends and then they develop feelings and they like have this wonderful relationship and they end up together and like everything's perfect because they've been best friends for forever and now they have like all this history. But that is not how real life works for most people. Mm -hmm. And that is why it is so hard for men and women to be platonic friends. With caveats. With caveats. You and I can be great friends. Correct. We're going to make the real set to night <laughs> changes. But like, we're both in relationships. Mm -hmm. There isn't any sexual tension no, between No, 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 no. I'm saying that with single people, they can be... Maybe casual I, I probably, friends. Yeah. You cannot be, be casual best friends. friends with somebody. Okay, okay. Best friends. Best, there we go. There's the caveat. You can't be best friends. You can be friends. You can flirt. There can even be tension, like physical tension. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't cross like uh, until you're when they're doing texting all the somebody, everybody, yeah, emo right. Of when you're fulfilling a emotional relationship, 
needs in a relationship. They are no longer your best friend. I mean, they are your best friend, but you have crossed the line. And it's very, very hard to go back once it happens. And I'm telling you, there is chemistry in your brain that looks at someone who's the opposite sex and says, like, we're doing all of these things. He's fulfilling all my emotional needs. And one person every single time. I'm telling, like 99.9% of the time. Okay. We can continue. I can just have like a whole (laughs) episode where I like lay down the science of this. Maybe we'll. You know, I love like a data based. We need two more combatants in in this conversation. Okay, we need to get like. We are going to do a special mail in. I don't know when. We will let you know. We'll make a real about it. (laughs) Set to another one direction side. Each side to argue. Yeah. We're gonna have people ask questions about this, and I'm going to bring the scientific data to back this shit up. Okay. Okay. I'll and find my partner who's going <laughs> to argue with Be me. Be on your team. Mm-hmm. All right. Mail in court. Gavel. I'm very looking forward to this episode. Me too. Uh, let's do it within the next month. Let's do the last one quick because uh, this is what we always do with question number six. Usually it's a place, uh, uh, maybe a noun or a verb that we like doing and some recommendations. Okay. Sally and Brett, first time, long time, headed to San Diego in September for a wedding and have a few extra days in the area for fun. Food and activity recommendations. Thanks. San Diego, Sally. Whale's vagina. Are you super familiar with San Diego? We did go to San Diego in, um, well, we went to Del Mar. But yes, I've been to San Diego several Mm -hmm. times. My Mm -hmm. family lives there. Uh, We had a great, great time in San Diego. Uh, It is as advertised when it comes to weather. It was 70 degrees and sunny Mm -hmm. when I was there May of last year. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I was in Pacific Beach, so a little north of downtown San Diego. Yep. Uh, Pacific Beach and Mission, not Mission Beach. Uh, maybe it is Mission Beach. PB and Mission Beach. Um, I got a California burrito, which is a burrito with French fries in it. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. I went to the beach, obviously. I surfed for the first time. Not well, but I did. I got up, fell down quickly. Okay. The boardwalk is phenomenal uh what is the gas lamp district gas light district what's the downtown san diego one by the baseball stadium it's gas light somebody's yelling at me right now i'm sorry gas light san diego gas lamp gas lamp district is gas light amsterdam that's the red light the red light district. <laughs> gas lighting is uh what's that's a term in a relationship when you're gaslighting yes. someone. god everyone's like yelling at us yelling Gas lamp is cool. Apparently, it's like sort of the Bourbon Street of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's a blast to do at night. I'm trying to think of what I went to. I went to El Prez. I went to like PB Ale House or something like that. There's a street. I don't know what the street's called in Pacific Beach. That is straight out of like Rocket Power. If you remember that show, yeah, just very boardwalk beachy, really good sushi spots, really good um, Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Really good beach fair. Uh, there's a, a thing on PB that you can get a margarita that's like 24 ounces for six bucks. They're huge. They're hilariously large margaritas, and they are very strong. So did you do any Coronado Island? No, I didn't. Yeah, I would though. Yeah, heard that's pretty cool. It is cool. So we did San Diego, or we did Del Mar in January, but we've I've done it a couple times with my family and just like randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Del Mar, Encinitas, all that's a lot more north. Um, this past time we stayed in Del Mar, which was like awesome. Yep. Um, we 
It was the one place. That, so we got a lot of wrecks. We did a lot of stuff in La Jolla because it was easy and close. Yep. Heights in La Jolla, by the way. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Honestly, the two favorite things that we did when we were there um, was go to Torrey Pines and have lunch. Good call. Obviously, Will like couldn't play golf because it was just us, but we kind of just like had lunch at Torrey and watched the golfers tee off and like come in. Very cool. Um, and it's beautiful over there. It was like a perfect day. We had the best time. But Will's played Tory a couple times. I know that he's done it recently on a bachelor party, um, which I'm sure he like is one of his favorite courses. He loves it. Or maybe I'm speaking on a term here, but he's definitely. I think he's definitely said that before. Um, and then we went to the taco stand in Encinitas, okay. which okay. I think Will and Dave and Dylan went to when they went to that Callaway thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, chill out. It's like not the end of the world. And then multiple people while we were there was like, oh, you need to go to the taco stand. Gotcha. Uh, I think Will got a burrito with fries in it. I guess it California. California burrito. Yeah. I got tacos. It was great. Mm -hmm. There was like a line out the door. We got there early and like went right in. But then as soon as we were eating, there was like people wrapped around the place. Yeah. And it was sense. great. Uh, we did a lot of stuff in La Jolla. Yeah. Because we had Fritz with us. Um, and it was easy to like go hike around the beach and hang out. We hiked a trail, the some trail, I forget the name of it, but it's the one of those trails that goes like into the mountains and mm -hmm. um, it goes right by the wind or kite surfers. Yeah. Whatever the, the cool, they're like in canoes airborne. It looks sick. Um, and that was a really cool hike. I did it barefoot. That's what you're supposed to do. And I'm never doing that again. Yeah, I walked that home terrible. with... The worst blisters on my feet of my life. It was so insane. something <laughs> that Will did and I've done before, which you have to have an obvious connect to do this, but it's mm -hmm. very tight. Ho Chi Minh Trail is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Uh, is go to Miramar, which oh. is very topical given Top Gun. Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> super, super, super interesting and cool and like badass. Okay. And kind of the same thing on Coronado Island. I mean, you can see a lot of these like fighter jets coming mm -hmm. in and out, which yeah. is really tight. We did, we stayed at the Hotel Dell when I was like really young. It's been forever, but okay. it's like if you have, I mean, obviously that's like a whole different trip in itself. Sure. At least a little day trip to like go across the island and like bop around for a few hours. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going for lunch and then like leaving. You need to like give yourself some time to walk around and do stuff. There you go. San Diego to me is a really approachable city. I loved it. Um, I, need, I need to go back this summer. My it's buddy's... a little bit less stressful. I mean, it's a lot of it less stressful than LA because oh, I feel yeah. like it's a lot more Big condensed time. Oh, and yeah. it's easier to get around and it's a lot more relaxed. It. You know what it is? It's the the best parts of LA. Outside of like the celebrity mm -hmm. in a city. Well, arguably that's the the celebrities are the worst part of LA. Sure, like, yeah. Being in LA this weekend, there's just a sense of like when you're in like Hollywood and some of those like neighborhoods of LA where everyone is like looking around to see if anybody else around them is famous. Was it like, like, oh my God, that's Sally from the, like, was that Sally from the mail-in? <laughs> and I like that superficial part of LA yeah. like bothers me to my core, but there's also great parts of LA. Like I love being in Santa Monica or like Santa Venice. Monica and Venice Beach yeah. are, if I ever go to LA again, which I'm sure I will, that is like Redondo. Well, like there's and, like my, yeah. some of my friends live in Los Feliz, which is like so, so fun. It's very celebrity mm -hmm. driven, but if you're in the right spots and you're not like being a seen and be seen brunch, whereas I feel like San Diego is like the California, like it's exactly what you think of, of like California teens, beach. My cousin. 100%. Oh, everybody's super hot in San Diego too. My cousins who live in San Diego, like we were laughing, we were dying laughing because they're like in high school and college and they're like the most Cali bros, Cali girls. You can like even like 
just conjure in your mind. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> I like I loved them, but Will and I were just like they think that we're just like the like l- biggest losers on the planet. They made more fun of you behind your back for than, sure than any teens ever have combined. Shouts to my cousins Bree and Brock, who definitely thought that I was like the like lamest mom on the planet. Absolutely, they're like oh, Sally DeFree is dead. Like, yeah, I'm not. Oh my God, she can't even surf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she can't even get on wave. No, but I love San Diego. I I want to go back. We had a great time. It my, was it was a very very easy trip. And that we had a baby with us, and it was still super easy. There you go. My buddy, uh, my buddy Adam. Shouts to him. He's moving to Austin, but uh, he has like six more months in San Diego. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Uh, you gotta go out. And I see gotta him. go out. I gotta go out and see him. That's I'm it. We'll plan that. That's San Diego. I bottom line, get north of downtown for a couple of days if you can. Maybe the wedding might yeah, already be there. Or go south to Tijuana. Or go south to Tijuana. Here, take your pick. Uh, that's going to do it for the uh, mail-in, Sally. Anything before we head out? No. Any shower thoughts? I, I don't have really a shower thought. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. We're, I guess my shower thought lately is that like it's it's the summer of flirty Sally. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to get my flirt on with everyone. Flirty Sally. I'm talking everyone is going to be charmed by me. Okay. Boys and girls. Is that like, is that is that going to be a change? Is that going to be a, a, an outfit vibe? Is that no? Like more I just of a- have realized recently that like, when I first became a mom, that took a lot of like my th- like thoughts and emotions, and I was so focused on Fritz that I like lost my ability to like be charming to people and like okay. talk to people. Okay, flirty is like probably the wrong word, but I have made the decision recently that mm-hmm. I was like, I need to start being more conversational with people. Cause it's so easy to like get into a rhythm where you're just like totally introverted and ready to stay home and, and focus not on your, like on your child, not yeah, talk yeah. to your coworkers yeah. and like just be in a shell. Mm-hmm. And the past couple of weeks, I think I've really tried to make an effort of like, I'm going to try to do spontaneous shit. And like Will and I are going to try to like, go out on a Friday night Whoa! and like, okay. I'm going to like talk to my coworkers about yeah. their lives and not just like sit and eat lunch by myself. Okay. Okay. So, so it's kind of the so Phoenix I'm rising from the ashes. Coming at you as it's like a, it's like a flower. Someone who's going to just reborn, knock your pants off with conversation. <laughs> with conversation. Yeah. Uh, fun. I don't, I don't have a shower thought. That's maybe it's, I'll do the same. You want to be flirty gonna, Brett this I'm summer? I want to be a conversationalist this summer. I want people to walk away from a conversation with me and be like, damn. It's the most engaging motherfucker I've ever yeah. met. Yeah. And you know what it is? You've got to ask. Okay. One of, I asked, I literally asked my friend Allegra this this weekend because she is like great at conversation. Okay. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, you got to stop asking people about like what they've been doing, their work, their, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And you got to get to the hard hitting questions of like, are you more like your mom or dad? Oh, yeah. Like you, you just have to ask people about like shit that like brings up their like childhood and like what their thoughts are on certain things. And you don't have to talk about like politics and like morals and shit like that, but you need to ask some questions that are like thought provoking. You got to tap in. You know what my favorite one is, is like, it, it's for stupid framing it as like, if you won the lottery or if you had all the money in the world, but I yeah. love asking people like, if you had to work for fun, what would you do? Yeah. I think we get, it's so easy when you run into friends or you have lunch with friends to mm-hmm. just get into the groove of like, this is what we've been doing and we're busy and we're raising Fritz and da, da, da. And then you like probably gossip about some of your f- mutual friends for a little bit and then yeah. like that's it. And that's it. And that's like I need to level. form deeper connections with people. Okay. So 
I asked this question on the, the washed media survey specifically we did. Mm-hmm. Shouts to everybody who filled it out. Thank you. But the last question was to describe your aesthetic. So mm-hmm. Sally, describe your aesthetic. Well, my aesthetic right now uh-huh. is just like, um, like lemon spritz summer. Like I just want to. Lemon spritz. Oh, that's that's a question I had for you. Orange wine. Explain to me this. I don't know. I need people to give me the recs so I can like really parse is, this out. So it, it's a it's a play on rosé, or do you start with a with a white and add oranges, and then it becomes orange wine? Because you something can't like... about it's a white varietal, and there's a okay. way that it's gone through an orange or something somebody sent me a message about it i haven't even read it i don't i legitimately do not know anything about orange wine i'm not going to pretend to know anything about orange wine okay i'll I'll stop asking but my friend that i was with this weekend was like oh no one even drinks rosé in la anymore it's all about orange wine and i was like well shit i need to i'm not saying i'm gonna go orange wine i'm saying i would like to be educated and then I'm going to do a little comparison for myself. Okay. I'm intrigued for Maybe sure. Maybe that's another reel you can do to no ch- no night changes. Yeah. Sally tests orange wine out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My aesthetic, by the way, somebody wrote in and said, I'm, I'm a lake house personified. I'm just that. That's, yeah. That's just me. I'm I'm really embracing summer right now. Like I'm going to be a summer Sally. girl. Because last summer I was like postpartum and like mm-hmm. feeling like shit and never left my house. Here we go. Sally's now back. It's like hot. Sally's girl, back. Hot milf summer. Hot milf summer. Just drinking spritzes. Okay. Hot. Okay. Being, you heard it here. You heard it here being first. Being an endearing conversation with people. Next time we do this podcast, it will officially be summer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let us be the first to say it's hot milf summer for Sally to Yeah, that's right. For me, it's uh, lake house summer. I guess. Well, you got to get a lake house. I know I do. I know I do. We got a buddy with a boat now. Shouts to, uh, to Harbs. Yeah. Shouts to uh, Dave Mexico who wrote on this too. That's going to do it for us. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write it in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Speaking of Twitter, Sally, where can the people find you? You can find me at Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. Randy, thank you. Behind the ones and twos. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both Instagram and Twitter. See y'all next week. Bye.